exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. Is there a is there a, a university wide commencement speaker in the uh, uh, at the end of the fall semester? I don't. See, there is like when I when I graduated with my undergrad degree, it was Carl Levin. Oh really? Uh, yeah. Who, by the way, just announced his, his re-run. campaign for re-election. Which Way to go, Carl! Fantastic. Uh, he he was, and I'm trying. To, I haven't. It's usually nothing. It's not as big as the May, because mm-hmm. it's like ten times the amount of people go Let, through. Let's face it. You can't get Barry Gordy at every graduation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So I was excited. Nobody else I knew was. But <laughs> well, anyway, graduation this weekend. Congratulations to mm-hmm. all of you who are graduating. Yes. Uh, for those of you who are who are graduating but still scared S-less because of the uh, finals you have to take the following week and those uh your degree depending upon passing those finals uh don't worry about it you'll be you'll be fine i also like to point out uh here on happy hour that every year uh for the past 7 years now the impact has uh done what we call a sweep of the Michigan Association of Broadcasters, yes. uh, the MAB College and High School Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, thus, the reason we are the MAB College Station of the Year for the past seven out of eight years. A couple years, really. It's true. So uh, what we do is um, we, we do sub- submissions, and we, we do our best to attempt to show how we continuously are the premier uh, college radio station mm. in the state of Michigan. And uh, so I decided that we were going to uh, submit material from Happy Hour. <laughs> and so I had the opportunity to go through the past, uh, oh, I'd say three, four months of shows. Mm-hmm. I am going to set this now, and I've been trying to do this for the first five minutes we've been on the air. Every time I say, uh, or yeah. uh, or you need to punch me uh, in the face. Gladly. Okay? Because <laughs> as I was listening through that stuff, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. If I were a listener, I would be so annoyed. So mm-hmm. it is my promise that I will try to refrain from using those uh, this, terms. This is my prediction, though, Brock. You've prepared these, and we're submitting them in the best talk <laughs> show category. It is my prediction. I will sweep. Happy Hour with Brock. We're submitting two, That's and right. there are three awards. That's right. It's a first place, a second place, and an honorable mention. My prediction is that you will get two of those three awards, <laughs> and one of them will be a first place. I hope so. Yeah. But what I really hope is that the uh, judges that are judging aren't fat MySpace chicks, because... Uh, <laughs> Those uh, that's the <laughs> material we're submitting. Really, good yeah. choice. Yeah, oh, you know that's not going to offend anybody. I have to tell you that the conversation when uh, we had that huge panel in here was probably one of the most riveting we've had here on Happy Hour. Uh, <laughs> Aside from this one, Besides, where we're referencing that we're, we're, conversation. Yeah, that's right. That's that's when you know good radio is happening. <laughs> when we're uh, referencing other radio. That's right, and uh, we're talking lingo. Oh, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So uh, finals week next week. Yeah, notorious for being uh, overblown here on campus. Although mm-hmm. the, uh, of course, being here in the dorms, the basement of Holden Hall, privy to the midnight screams, mm. still as lame as they were when I was an undergrad. Yep. What do you have plans? Do you have a heavy finals week? No, I never have a heavy. I'm a. I go to a I'm in James Madison College. We never have a heavy finals week. Our finals are usually like a blue book exam and a paper, pretty much. So, oh. uh, I got. Um, I have two uh, exams on Tuesday, one right after the other, and one exam on Wednesday, and then of course all the stuff for the radio station here, putting together our station of the year submissions. Of so. course, which our listeners totally care uh, they about here. Do. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. I'm not concerned about one of my. Uh, 
one of my finals. The class is kind of designed. It's really funny. There are four exams, uh, three midterms, and a final. Uh, the three midterms are optional. Uh, oh, I love those. Yeah, and so I haven't taken any of the midterms. So the final's 100% of my course grade. <laughs> so. I have been working on a project for one of my graduate courses with a couple other guys here at the radio station because we're all, mm-hmm. for some reason, we're all on what we call the impact plan here at the impact. We get involved and decide to stay at college forever, so we all end up graduating and then going to grad school. So, mm-hmm. and, and my prediction is in three years you'll be talking to Dr. Brock <laughs> it's true. Doctor uh, of radio broadcasting, Brock <laughs> Alsacer. He's licensed uh, to practice. I radio might as well just state of Michigan. I might as well just kill myself now. <laughs> uh, so anyway, working on this project that involves a lot of work, and then of course for my uh, my independent filmmaking course, also mm-hmm. in conjunction with the uh, telecom department here yes. on campus. Yes. So it's been a uh, it's been a fruitful semester filled with lots of work, uh, but finally. Finally coming to the uh, home stretch. So, I don't know. Uh, I have no plans. I I regaled you yesterday in the fact that I have a job for winter break. Yes. Though we will not say where. (laughs) But we will say what. Brock... (laughs) Is now <laughs> selling candy to children. Yeah, no, which it, it might be uh, the scariest thing. If somebody had come up to me and said, "Hey, hey, hey, man, did you hear uh, Brock's uh, selling candy now?" I'd be like, "Are you trying to sell me drugs or something?" I don't. <laughs> I honestly, I honestly have to tell you that um, it is probably one of the most depressing uh, <laughs> weeks in my entire life. Well, it's 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 gotten to the point where the. Uh, when you work as a graduate student and you happen to get an assistantship, uh, working as a TA as I have, you make some pretty good money mm-hmm. working at Michigan State University. And I've been in radio for the past ten years, working you know whether it be here in Lansing or Chicago or wherever. Right. I'm not used to having menial jobs, and I, I decided that well, I still have to finish my master's thesis, so I can't really do anything and get it too involved. But I need money coming in. Mm-hmm. I have gotten the most menial of menial jobs. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, you got to pay the bills. Dude, it's so depressing, though. It is so depressing. It's ugh, making a tenth of what I make in Chicago. <laughs> why, why don't you just do weekends in Chicago? Uh, because with gas prices, tolls, the fact that it's winter. And... See, why don't you buy a Prius and then do weekends oh, d- because, in Chicago? Oh, dude, driving a Prius in the winter uh, down yeah, Skyway true. is good times. Yeah, I believe it. That's true. That's true. I don't know. It's uh, it's just getting to be that uh, that time of year. So, I, eh, whatever. So, movies. Yeah. Let's talk about movies. Let's do it. You were asking me earlier how Casino Royale was doing yeah. box office-wise. Yeah. It is getting uh, pretty much destroyed by Happy Feet, which I think is I the most depressing thing on the face of the planet. Yeah. It's the best Bond movie I've ever seen. And every person that has seen it has told me that. Yeah. Even people that aren't into James Bond oh, were yeah. like, oh my God, it's this is good. A great and it's only movie. brought in $116 million. Yeah. That $100 million is the threshold for a successful movie. Well, that's making you know, making money back. Right. And there, it's just, it flabbergasts me. Yeah. It's, it, my, that movie should have made more than 200 250 well, it's uh, Happy Feet has got a good uh, six mil on it. Uh, also, Deja Vu at number three, The Nativity Story. Yes. At number four. It was the virgin impregnation of the lead actress that I think really pushed it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There we go. And, uh, of course, my classic joke that I made last week that nobody got. Uh, Deck the Halls coming in <laughs> at number five. Uh-huh. It's actually, a holiday movie I think I would go see. Uh, I, I, don't. I like holiday movies. But I don't like Matthew Broderick in comedies. The... Neither Danny DeVito, really. What was the last comedy he was in? 
Inspector Gadget. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, Ferris Bueller might be the only good comedy that kid's ever made. That kid. He's like 40 years old. Yeah, that guy's ever that, made. That kid. He's <laughs> the age of your father. Other movies currently in, obviously our friend was in last week, Mitch, from Fox Atomic. Their yeah. motion picture, Teristas. Yeah. Uh, also, Needles, The Architect, National Lampoon's Van Wilder, The Rise of Taj. That movie actually looks pretty fun. Uh, Eric Marzak, Dr. Kilometer. Yeah, he's he, on his way. He's, he's on route. Yeah, from Ohio or something. Yeah. Uh, he said he was really looking forward to that. So, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas at Maxwell's, The Nativity Story, mm-hmm. Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny. Which I still haven't seen. Dude, come on. I haven't seen Borat either. I haven't either, but... Oh. I, I, <laughs> the Fountain, which I hear is a fantastic movie. Yeah, here's why I know The Fountain's going to be good. The state news said that they didn't get it, which means it's probably a pretty good, good movie. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Zing. Uh, uh, Deja Vu, uh, The Casino Royale, Happy Feet, Dark Ride, Candy, Let's Go to Prison, and a bunch of other movies that aren't Black playing around. Christmas. Uh, Bobby, also. Bobby. Fast Food Nation, some fantastic uh, independent films. Yeah. Currently in theaters, coming uh, out this week, um, Unaccompanied Minors, a, another one of the uh, holiday which, movies. by the way, stars that guy from that 70s show, which is named Valder Wilderama or something. Yeah. That guy's like 30 years old, and he's supposed to be one of the quote-unquote unaccompanied minors. Nice. See, Man. that's if you're short, if you're a dude, uh, if you're a good-looking dude, and yeah. you're like 5'2", five, 5'3", five, yeah. Uh, I've got one of my best friends is like this. He's a year older than I am, but he could pass for 17. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the Gary Coleman syndrome. Yeah, well, without the uh, mis- malfunctioning kidneys and yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Also coming out this week, Apocalypto. I'm not, I don't know. I See, I was torn on this. I wasn't going to see it at first. I have no real interest in, in these Mel Gibson historical epics. But I've heard that it's supposed to be fantastic. And, you know, I mean, I'll go see it. There's, just like The Passion of the Christ, there's ample opportunity for Mel Gibson to be totally culturally insensitive. (laughs) Like, piss off everybody (laughs) who is of any native origin to the Americas. But I'll I'll go see it. You know, I'll go check it out and see what... uh, how he explains smallpox. And see it would there. be great if he had the uh, the Mayan civilization killing Jesus Christ. That would be uh, <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Right. Also right. Uh, opening this week, The Holiday, a movie that was supposed to be released, I think, last year at this time. Yeah. Featuring Jack Black, Cameron Diaz. Uh, who else is in this? Kate uh, Winslet. And that and, one dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is his name? I got his. He's from Closer. He's uh, He was everywhere. He was in like six movies last year. The Jude, Law. Jude Law. For some reason, Joan of Arc was stuck in my head. <laughs> Ed Burns is also in this movie. Oh, good for him. Yeah. So that is uh, also coming out this week. Uh, there seems like there was another uh, another big one that was hitting, but I, I guess not. Uh, opening uh, next week, Home of the Brave, The Pursuit of Happiness, mm-hmm. another Will Smith joint. That actually looks pretty good. Really? Yeah, it looks pretty good. Uh, he plays this... Uh, uh, African American gentleman, obviously, who uh, has. A... <laughs> that, I don't know. That's a. Uh... He's a he's, uh, uh, has a like six seven year old kid or something. He's a door to door salesman or something, and he needs money, so he enters into a competitive internship at Dean Witter, which is this uh, obviously an investing firm. It's it seems like a real heartwarming holiday story. So you know, I, I'll go see it. The dork that I am. Yeah. 
Uh, even I do not look forward to the movie Aragon, which of course oh, is the movie about the Dragon Riders. I just saw the first promo for that today. What is Jeremy Irons thinking? Why I does saw... he make all the worst movies ever? He's such a good actor. Last night, uh, which 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 uh, American Chopper? He, they were on, and Jeremy Irons was on. They were uh, building an Aragon bike, and it was just the Why? fact that movie theaters are utilizing uh, trends. Yeah. So they're like, well, we're going to build a $200,000 bike that will now sit in the showroom of uh, Orange County Choppers, which is yeah. in New York, which is weird. But uh, I don't quite understand it, but Jeremy Irons was on there last night, and he seemed yeah. kind of like a jerk. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know what he's thinking either. John Malkovich is also in this movie. Oh, what's he thinking? He's made his fair share of really bad movies, man. Yeah. What's the last movie he was in? I don't know. Oh, it, it was bad. Though. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about, but yeah. uh, for fantastic radio's sake, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we are, two guys sitting around talking about movies. Like, what was that movie? I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that one. That the, was great. The big kid movie coming to theaters next week would obviously be Charlotte's Web. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Have you heard the story about uh, the movie that Dakota Fanning is trying to make that involves her uh, completely nude and being molested? Uh, in a scene, and as soon as the investors found out about it, they're all like, oh, nope, nah. they no. They took out all their money, so now they're trying to find... Because uh, her mother or somebody was like, oh, we really think this role would develop her. <laughs> yeah, we well, develop her into <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. her character yeah. and her career. Oh. oh, man, that sounds like a terrible I idea. I hate Hollywood. But nonetheless, Charlotte's Web... Which... I, here's why I'm not going to see Charlotte's Web. When I was in elementary school and I read the book, it made me cry. And I don't want to be a 23-year-old man sitting in the movie theater crying about a freaking spider. So I'm not going to go see this movie. Yeah, but you were sitting in the movie theater crying at Casino Royale, let's be honest. No, no. Maybe Spider-Man. 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 So of all the names, Dakota Fanning, Julie Roberts. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, she plays one of the pigs, right? (laughs) <laughs> I was wondering that, too. How if she plays one of the cows? No. That'd be great. That'd be great, not no. only because it's Oprah, but because she sued the beef industry. Those That's years. right. Oh, that'd be so good. No, uh, Oprah Winfrey plays a goose, but Reba McIntyre oh. plays a cow. Oh, well. As does Kathy Bates. <laughs> Kathy, see, that makes sense. Reba McIntyre, though, should be the goose. She's got a goose-like voice. Uh, Cedric the Entertainer is the other goose. Uh, that makes no sense to me. Steve Buscemi is the rat, which that makes, makes perfect sense. sense. Yeah. John Cleese is the sheep. Yeah, that makes sense. Dominic Scott K is the pig. Who's which, that? I don't know who that is. I don't know. Uh, and he's got to be a kid, obviously. Thomas Hayden Church, the voice of Brooks, the dim-witted cow. I could see that. Don't you remember the cartoon movie Charlotte's Web? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good times. It made me cry. I know. I shed a tear. No. Oh. For Charlotte and uh, Web. A movie I need to go see: The Good German. Uh, apparently all about my... Uh, yeah, who's in that? <laughs> I don't know. The uh, oh, uh, Yet another fantastic Hollywood.com synopsis. Let's hear it. A romantic period drama about an American reporter who's sent to cover the final Allied Summit meeting of World War II. Yeah. The reporter is secretly there to search for a lost love and ends up getting tangled up in a murder mystery when a body Ooh. washes ashore. Ooh, washes Ooh. ashore in Germany? Yeah, isn't that, that a little... Uh, landlocked? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Uh, we Are Marshall, a movie that I've been seeing a lot of ads I for. I do not want to see that movie. It, wouldn't it be super depressing? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I have to go catch a flight. They, Thanks. I, I hope the first scene of that movie is the plane just, like, crashing into Because the premise is Marshall High School's football, Marshall College, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, their Marshall foot- University. Marshall University. It's even bigger than I thought. Their football team crashes in a plane, and it's a fiery mess. And there's only, like, three players and, like, an equipment manager left. And, like, Matthew McConaughey is the equipment manager in the, the colleges or the universities. Like, well, you're the head coach now. And he makes it the new team. Then they obviously go on to win a bunch of games. Yeah. I, I mean, seriously, why? So are you saying Michigan State needs a plane crash? <laughs> it's probably the only thing that could Oh, <laughs> Dr. Kilometer, Eric Marzak in the hizzy. What's up? What are you doing? Did you come from Ohio? Is that what I hear? Yes, sir. Columbus, Here's Ohio. one question. Why would you ever be in Ohio? That it's not a city of Ohio. Of gene pool, man. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it's that. It's not the city. It is a corporation. Well, my my uh, high glamour job takes me to Columbus, Ohio, every once in a what while. What is that job? I can't. I'm not a liberty. <laughs> turf grass, something to do with artificial. He is a uh, he's a strip uh, joint DJ. Although you sense. know what, I when I was pulling into the parking lot, the last sentence that I heard before I shut off my car, which is a Jaguar. <laughs> Actually, is, is uh, Dakota Fanning wants to get naked and get molested? <laughs> no, I'm saying it's in a, it's it's in a movie that they're trying to produce that they think will really advance her character because the uh, her parents or whoever is managing her feels that she will be stuck in the little girl uh, image, being that she's 12 years old. I think that fits out well, but uh, it's true. It's on, you can check it out on the internet if you want. Uh, also opening later this month, Rocky Balboa. Did oh, I, man. Did I show you that picture of Sylvester yeah, Stallone? Yeah, didn't they have to, like, CGI his face because it's oh, so droopy now? Oh, God. Well, apparently he's taken a lot of Botox, too. Well, so. yeah, that's But obvious. fortunately, he either juiced or used a lot of uh, human growth hormone uh, prior to <laughs> the movie. So. Do you know why he's always had that one side of his face droopier than the other? He had no. a stroke. He had a stroke when he was a very young child. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Rocky. Yep. Absolutely. How are you it's doing? Very, it's a very... <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's a really characteristic way of talking. It's really uh, yeah. You know, pretty it well, that's why like Arnold Schwarzenegger has a voice coach to keep mm-hmm. his to keep his accent. accent, which is nuts. You'd think, you know, why do people not get that? He's been in America for what thirty five years, yeah. and he still has a thick Austrian accent. Yeah, it's not like there's Austrian village in like <laughs> Sacramento that he lives in. Right, okay. you don't know that. I do know that. Maybe there's a hidden Austrian village. Oh, my Maybe. God. Shut up. Another movie that actually looks good, even though it's a Ben Stiller flick, Night at the Museum. That movie looks amazing. And it's Robin Williams. Robin Williams, Owen, Ben Stiller, Dick Van Dyke, Owen Wilson. And Owen Wilson. That movie looks great. Looks pretty fantastic. Those, uh, I, I'm thinking Night at the Museum, Rocky Balboa, and uh, even though I don't know if Rocky Balboa re- will really do that well. I'll, I mean, I'll go I'll see, see it. it. Yeah, I mean, I saw the other ones. I sat through Rocky Five. I mean, I well oh. sit through Rocky yeah, Balboa. No it can't be much worse. I was, I was uh, surprised to find out that uh, in his next movie, Will Smith plays an African-American gentleman. Yeah, John. that was a big surprise. Thanks, John. <laughs> I thought, see, because, you know, in wow. his last couple of movies, he's been in and white he did face. white face, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> so John. John, John Fournier running fast and loose. Uh, oh, jeez. Anyway, that uh, out on DVD this week, a really fantastic movie that I thought everybody else didn't particularly like it, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Uh, you know what else is out on DVD? Uh, Beer Fest. That and... Miami Vice. And... 
Uh, let me look. Idlewild? No. How to eat fried worm? Why don't you just, not. Why don't you just Pulse. tell us, John? An inconvenient truth. Oh, that's right. That's why I've been getting the uh, uh, the Sierra Club emails about. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna it's be honest the best right now. Holiday gift. I'm gonna get it for my dad for Christmas. What was that supposed to insinuate? That it makes a good holiday gift. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. Talking about we've talked about uh, MoveOn.org before and how I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff just because I want tickets to see Pearl Jam. Uh, I will tell you that when people like hippies from the Sierra Club come to my door, and as much as I abhor hippies. Smelly, cut your hair. Uh, if they come <laughs> to my door, patchouli. that's right, patchouli. Please. It's bad, it's bad. You come to my door, you wanting to save uh, save forests and animals. I I always buy into it. I don't know what's wrong with me. See, every time somebody a canvasser knocks on my door for environmental causes, I give them like fifty bucks. I'm like yeah, here, let me, here. I'll fill up your your Nalgene. Yeah. And, uh, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> totally. Let me staple your Birkenstocks yeah. back together. Oh, yeah. I don't know if somebody wants to scam a lot of money off of me. Just act like you're from the Sierra Club and yeah. <laughs> come to my door every day. Here's the thing that gets me about the Sierra Club: when you sign up. To to be a member of the Sierra Club every year, you get a uh, your your membership gift, you know, and it's always like a tote bag or something. And the tote bag is, is made always from made, leather. What made from leather? No, <laughs> it's always made in like China or Trees. Singapore or something oh, yeah. in a factory that's probably the most environmentally unfriendly right. factory on the face of the planet. Uh, Way to go, I think Sierra Club! Aware of the irony. I hope so. <laughs> so quickly because I was trying to figure out what else was out on DVD. Yeah. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest is yes. out, as well as Miami Vice. Which was really bad. That's what I heard. Oh, man. The unrated version of Beer Fest. Great. We'll have to pick that one up. Yes. Idlewild, featuring uh, the gentleman from Outcast, which I heard was a fantastic yeah. movie. That was an HBO movie. That was never released in theaters. And, really? Yeah. It was, an HB- it was on HBO. It wasn't huh. in theaters. I thought it was. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm certain it was. <laughs> I don't. I didn't hear that. I heard uh, a couple it's an HBO movie a couple weeks ago. Andre three thousand from Outcast has a uh, children's cartoon now that's on uh, Cartoon Network, and uh, he was on NPR promoting it probably about two months, month and a half ago, two months ago. And like you know, you listen to to the music from Outcast, and everybody says that they're these really smart rappers. They're revolutionizing the way that uh, hip hop uh, you know is in America. And you, I would you agree. You, I agree too. And you get this picture that these guys are just two really smart businessmen, dude. I will say Andre Three Thousand on NPR totally lived up to my expectations. Really, he is smart. Really, not just as a businessman, but uh, cultural observations uh, as a human being. As I mean, it's just the I was really impressed with him on NPR for sure wow yeah how to eat fried worms also out on DVD pulse the movie what if our wireless technologies made a connection to a world beyond our own uh, 24 the complete fifth season okay. with the prequel for the sixth season it's eight minutes long and they're uh, using Soundgarden my wave for all the promos on Fox lately, which makes me so happy. Good. <laughs> Have you noticed that? It's no, I haven't awesome. noticed it, but I'm really excited to see this prequel. I'm sure it's on uh, YouTube or something like that somewhere, but it's supposed to be eight minutes long. And it's the story that is after season five, but before season six, kind of like a little teaser trailer for uh for season six, which starts sometime in January, and I'm real stoked for. Wow. And obviously, of course, the guy who does all the sound for 24, MSU Telecom alum. And multiple uh, Emmy winner. That's right. Certainly. Very talented. Mr. Ullman. Saturday Night Live season one, out on DVD. Oh, good. Featuring the sketch comedy of Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, Jane Curtin, Chevy Chase, 
Garrett Morris, Lorraine Newman, and Gilda Radner, who are often referred to as the Beatles of comedy. I wouldn't quite go that far. Uh, I've never heard that before. I've heard that all the time. Really? Really? Yeah, that and the Not Ready for Primetime Players is their other nickname as a group. Uh, And uh, apparently that season is the sharpest in terms of social commentary. But the worst as far as, like, uh, if you see how the show's shot and how it's... Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) And soberness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, John Belushi. New uh, trailers. Have you seen, when I went to see uh, Tenacious D, The Pick of Destiny, the trailer for the movie The Number 23? No. Jim Carrey's new movie? Oh, my God. Does it look funny? No, it's not a comedy. It's a horror movie. Ooh. Yeah. Jim Carrey's in a horror movie? It's, it's like a horror, horror drama. Is it like based suspense. on Fire Marshal Bill? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, how I wish it was. Oh, that'd be great. But no. That would be great. It is not. The number 23, the high-def version of the trailer, is available on QuickTime, Apple.com. And I was trying to see. The, I was just looking at uh, the newest, newest trailers, and I saw another World Trade Center trailer, and I'm praying to God that it is not another movie. Please, God, don't let it be. I don't think it is. I hope it's a movie that takes place completely within the World Trade Center, but it absolutely never mentions the terrorist attacks. Like, it's just like a day in the life of somebody at the World Trade Center. Like The Office, only you work now at the Now we World know Trade why you're not a high-profile movie producer. Because <laughs> that would be a terrible movie. Well, yeah, but you know what? The first World Trade Center movie didn't even do that well in the first no. place. It got smoked by, like, an MTV movie, and yeah. uh, I don't remember what the other movie was. but yeah. I think it's still too soon. I, I, I don't know. I just do. I, well, I, don't th- I, think, I, I think the empirically that bears out, because nobody's going to see these movies. I don't, I don't have an objection with them making them, though. I don't. I don't know yeah, if it's certainly. necessarily. This isn't a conversation we really need to get into because I'll start getting all pissed off. But uh, I, I. I don't know if it's something that it's too soon. It's just that I don't think the American people really care to go see it, regardless mm-hmm. of when it is. Why? Why pay for I, it? See, I don't know. I think there will probably there could be a period in twenty or thirty years where that's like September eleventh becomes a rallying point. But it's just not right now. Is it, Maybe is, they should release it on Al Jazeera and probably make millions. Yeah. Is it? Is it sick of me? Way to go! Uh, now we're on the no fly list. Is it? Uh, is it really sick of me to? I've been watching a lot of late night television because, especially around the holidays, the offers are abound on cable television. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even more and more, they're playing that commercial where you can buy the coin that features metal that was in the World Trade Like, there was all that, the, the money at the bottom of the World Trade Center. Yeah. So now they've minted these coins uh, with all the metals from the World Trade Center, and you can buy it now uh, Good Lord. off television. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, why don't we take a break? We have uh, lots of stuff to talk about, and thank God Dr. Kilometer's in the house because... Uh, John and I were kind of eyeing each other. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get it inappropriate. We're going to talk about Britney Spears and where and not where. Oh, I was trying to show stuff. John the picture of that earlier. If you wouldn't look at oh. it, I'll describe it to you. <laughs> it, uh, 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 it's uh, practice it's, dry heaved on. Uh, the uh, anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk about that when we get back right here on Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. 
A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Happy Hour right here, Impact 89 FM. My name is Brock, joined by John Fournier. Yo. Dr. Kilometer, Eric Marzak. Yo, yo. In the house. We, just before the break, we were talking about the latest Britney Spears conspiracy. Yeah. And I will be uh, completely frank with you. I don't know what has gotten into me. I've been spending a lot of time. There's a couple websites out there that are all like celebrity gossip stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the way that they are run uh, is absolutely fantastic. Yep. Perez Hilton. PerezHilton.com. Let me tell you a little bit about PerezHilton.com. Uh. Okay, the guy who runs it is just one guy. He used to work for The Star, mm-hmm. and um, he got tired of being just absolutely a peon at The Star. So his name's not Perez Hilton. However, that is what he changed his name to legally, from what I read. <laughs> and oh, my God. here's the funniest thing. Paris Hilton loves him. Yeah. She thinks that he is the funniest guy ever. And then there are other celebrities. Jesse Metcalf, who plays uh, some steamy hunky boy on Desperate Housewives, I guess. He saw Perez Hilton in a bar one time, threw him up against the wall and said, Do you know how many nights I dream that I murder you? <laughs> in Hollywood, this guy is either your best friend or your worst enemy, and uh, he runs a great site for it's sure. Fantastic. The fact that he draws with like, he draws just like little words on all the pictures, and uh, I actually have the site up. I was looking at it for some fantastic show prep because it's good times. Uh, we were talking about the Britney Spears thing. I have never been so disgusted in my entire life, obviously because of the. Uh, the the FCC and everybody involved, we can't get too mm-hmm. into it. But ne- yeah. suffice it to say, it I, was bad. I would like to I would like to put a personal message out there to Britney Spears. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Hi, Britney. How you doing? It's Doctor Kilometer. Go ahead. Um, for years, I dreamt about seeing your nether regions, and when I finally did, I vomited. <laughs> Um, love Dr. Kilometer Kilometer. (laughs) Kevin Federline you ruined my life because of the scars you put on that girl Uh, Brittany get some plastic surgery done uh, all right. I love you. All right. right. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's bad. I'm not telling you to go out and see it because it's obviously very NSFW as they say on the interwebs or mm-hmm. not safe for work. So uh it's pretty disgusting. However, if you want a good laugh, the Perez Hilton site is definitely worth uh checking out. Also, as referenced by many uh, news organizations, tmz.com is also a fantastic uh celebrity gossip juice thing uh and uh did you see this thing delicious i do what i can i am the uh a liberace of words if you will (laughs) i'm not even gonna touch that one there buddy without the gay thing without the gay thing yeah and and the fantastic sparkling candelabra (laughs) yeah next to his computer here 
He's <sighs> wearing rhinestones. <laughs> Call me Liberace. So did you see the uh, the Andy Dick thing about uh, how he went out on stage at the same Laugh Factory? I thought dropped that the was hilarious. I thought it was fantastic, too, because it's Andy Dick. It's Andy Dick, and nobody's going to take Andy Dick seriously. That wasn't on the news. He's just, yeah, well, it was all over the oh, place. Oh, really? Yeah, it was all oh, over the place. I didn't, I didn't it was It was staged. He staged it. Yeah. It was staged. And then the next day he apologized, which I totally thought he shouldn't have because it was a funny prank. Good job, Andy Dick. Nice. Also, did you notice uh, Gore uh, keeps distance from Lohan? Apparently, Lindsay Lohan is trying to get help for her current uh, situation as deemed by the press. Here, here I'll read it for you. Uh, former uh, Veep Al Gore seems to take issue with reports that he'll help Lindsay Lohan fight the media and clean up her image. The New York Post reported Lohan's proclamation, Al Gore will help me. He came up to me last night and he said he'd be very happy to have a conversation to me, with me. Uh, according to uh, page six, Lohan <laughs> sent an email to her friends and lawyers after a GQ magazine party claiming Gore would come to her aid. TMZ contacted Gore's, uh, Gore's PR rep today who said, I can confirm for you that Mr. Gore has only met Ms. Lohan once very briefly at the Men of the Year dinner last week. There were hundreds of other guests. Uh, so why? Uh, first of all, I don't understand the infatuation with this girl. I, she's nasty. She's a redhead, which makes her, makes her automatically psycho. I disagree. Uh, really? I like the redheads. That says a lot about you, uh, <laughs> Mr. Marzak. Not the gross redheads, though. Just the pretty ones. Gingers, as South Park puts it. I do enjoy the gingers. Oh, oh. dude, they're all raving psychos. <laughs> I disagree. I don't even know if I can say anything. <laughs> they are raving psychos. Yeah, John, no, Am I wrong, John record. Fournier? You need to keep your mouth shut, John. What, what does that mean? All right, okay, record. it's come down it, right here. I'm saying redheads are raving psychos, specifically women, broads, skirts, and I'm uh, apparently being fought by Dr. Columbia Eric Marzak, who disagrees. John Fournier, uh, you need to put your vote in. I like to treat all women equally. Oh, you are so lame. <laughs> hey, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wuss. Very diplomatic. Anyway, I don't. Uh, I, first of all, I don't understand the the attraction with someone like Lindsay Lohan. Have you ever seen a picture of her like? Getting groped by her boyfriend? Yes. Hey, well, no, no, no. I'm saying, you know, <laughs> it's, not like, desktop. it's not like I'm searching for pictures of her, but whenever mm-hmm. I'm on these sites and I see these pictures, the the girl has so many freckles that looks like she has the HIV or something. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, with I her lifestyle. I didn't know that was a symptom of HIV, but yes. Kaposi sarcoma. Actually, it is. Nice. I, hey, hey, I know what I'm talking about. So anyway, I don't, uh, I don't apparently understand. But apparently, uh, TMZ then w- wanted to speak to uh, Barack Obama about Lindsay Lohan. This is when things have gotten Why? out of hand. Wow, this is insane. Oh my Real God. important. People. She's going to single-handedly take yeah, down the, the Democratic Party. Yeah. yeah. Why, why would somebody who's real and important and has an impact actually try to help Lindsay Lohan? Uh, I have no idea. It's, uh, I don't know, good times. Another fantastic guest in the panel tonight. Can we call you Dr. Pat Crane? No, you can't. Oh, we should be <laughs> able to There's a doctor soon. already in the room. Yeah, Ooh. I know. The per- and I challenge you to a throwdown. He is the attending physician in the... Uh, of the metric system? Of the metric system of the panel that is happy hour. How are you doing, Pat? I'm doing good. Uh, I just got a message on my phone from uh, John Fournier, <laughs> so I thought right. I'd return the call. Oh, yeah. did you call me? Oh, no, you came here. I get it. Ha! Zing. Oh. 
So I actually I needed to talk to you, Pat, because uh, off the air, I I'm, I think I got to do that nursing thing now. So. I think you should. I think you should. I have to say though, I'm a little hurt, Brock, that you called me an attending physician. <laughs> that makes me cry. I'm a nurse. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I could call you worse That's things. Like calling Pepsi Coke. I could call you a resident physician. Oh yeah. Snap. Yes, yeah, in snap indeed. You you just missed all the talk about. Uh, oh no, I did. <laughs> <laughs> It's Very good times. Good. Do you uh, do you spend any time uh, celebrity gossiping? Oh, you have to. Well, you work with nurses, of course. <laughs> no, that's more real people gossiping. Real people gossiping. Oh man, I'm. Tr- By the way, I think the fact that he apologized was part of the joke. Andy Dick. Yeah, really. yeah. I, I think so too. Knowing I, Andy Dick, he doesn't well, do anything. Uh, here's not... my thing. I know this is a late conversation. We'd be jumping in on, but it's uh, all good. Just real quick, I hate when celebrities uh, read. Mel Gibson, um, Michael Richards, what have you. Go and make this just outlandish racist claim or anti-Semitic claim. Um, And then the next day they apologize. And it's always something made them racist all of a sudden. Yeah. Like booze. Mel Gibson was boozed up. That's exactly it. Everybody always entered rehab for alcoholism. It may be that I wasn't trained properly as a nurse, but alcohol takes away inhibitions. It doesn't doesn't make you racist. That's right. (laughs) So... I, I yeah. think if it was not meant as part of the joke, it's funny that it came out that way because right. I, Mark Foley's a good one too. Oh yeah, he like yeah. no alcohol did not make you a pedophile. Right. Well, the, <laughs> no, but the fact the fact that he was attacked in his childhood uh, made him a pedophile. That's probably true. So but alcohol did not do it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So they, a good old bowl of the loudmouth soup isn't uh, isn't going to turn you into things you're not. Trust me. Uh, when I tried to talk to chicks, broads, skirts, when I've been drinking, uh, <laughs> hey, somebody has to have an issue with the fact that I'm using the word chick. Apologize tomorrow. Uh, I'll hey, apologize yeah. tomorrow. Alcohol. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you just need to. Yeah, you just need to apologize to every skirt you see tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, people can't hey, laugh hey, at stuff. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. Sorry, I called you a skirt last night. Yeah, it's. I think it's honestly. I think it's sad that people can't. That people have. I, I don't have a problem with people having issue with things. If I'm referring to women as skirts or broads, I think it's. I'm not doing it purposely. It's not like I'm this woman-hating dude. It's just supposed to be funny. I don't understand why people have such issue with it, but I make sure to say it twice as much now that I know people have issues with it. So another thing I've been noticing, aside from fantastic celebrity gossip, uh, the prices, you know, when the the PlayStation 3 and the Wii came out, uh, people were waiting in line, obviously, and then they put them right up on eBay Mm -hmm. for, it was like... Twenty eight hundred dollars yeah. for PlayStation threes. So like five to ten times what they were mm-hmm. what they were purchased for. So now I've noticed the prices are coming down. Mm-hmm. So you can actually uh, the, is that a reflection of the quality of the gaming system? I think people realize that the PlayStation three it's is a not total piece of crap. Compared well, to the, Wii. the problem is they didn't they didn't have any games for it when they released it. That and it's all. I, I can't say untested technology, but putting a Blu-ray player yeah. in a video game system. What's what's the point in the in the short term for- the the point in the short term i can answer very specifically is that sony has a lot of money invested in the success of blu-ray technology they figure that the playstation 3 will continue the dominance of playstation 1 and 2 which were both the dominant consoles of their generations so sony thinks that by putting a blu-ray player into playstation 3 
that will give them the end that they need to beat the competing format, which is backed by Microsoft and other companies called HD DVD. And that is the real answer. You, that's See, not disputed. Here's, here's my you problem know, with that. Oh, go ahead. Is that they calculated that the PlayStation 3 was going to beat the Nintendo Wii when the Nintendo Wii has the Bob Ross painting video game. Oh, it does? How could they think oh, that, that the PlayStation so 3 would beat the Nintendo Wii fantastic. if it had Bob Ross? Can I... You can um, make your own happy little trees. Here's here's the beautiful thing about the Wii that I did not fully appreciate till I saw one in action by my cousin's nerdy friend. <laughs> and God bless nerdy friends because he waited in line 24 hours oh, to get a Wii. Oh, my, my gosh. God. We have talked often about the joy of Guitar Hero 2, Karaoke Revolution. Yes, indeed. Yes. indeed. The Wii makes every game like that. It is a party in a box. Really? End of story. Party in a box every time. I know a few skirts. Awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, isn't <laughs> that Lindsay Lohan? A zing! Wow. Well, so that's that's the great thing about it. Well, here, people have been smashing their TVs with the controller. That's all awesome. the time. Really? That's yep. awesome. And Windows and There's computer. An on yeah. Yahoo. Really? Because the straps are really flimsy, I guess. And just today, Nintendo announced that they're starting to put beefier straps. That's to so funny. So, like, they're, they're following through in their golf swing and just launching their controller into the or TV. boxing is a good boxing, one. Boxing. Oh. Because his nerdy see, friend broke an antique clock. Well, see, I used to get <laughs> so uh, upset I would just throw the controller on purpose because, uh, obviously... It's a feature they built in. Now it does it for you. Yeah. Hey, can I ask you a question about video games really quickly? This just came up. Is it just me, or are video games easier to beat now than they used to be? They're probably easier to yes. be now. And it's because they're cinematically based. And by cinematically, I'm not saying Pirates of the Caribbean are based on a film. I mean, they right. now have plots and storylines and a lot of cinematic scenes in between gameplay. And I think um, a lot of players are attracted to that. Yeah. I remember when Police Quest 1 came oh, out. I remember. That game took me months to uh, beat. Do you think but... that <laughs> do you do you think that the your ability to beat a video game has increased as you've developed more mental stamina, acuity and uh no, cuz I almost never played video no, games. finger coordination I and whatnot. I never played video. I played NHLPA Hockey 93 for Sega Genesis, Sonic the Hedgehog. I played Chicago Blackhawks by the way. No, yeah. Detroit Red Wings <laughs> or Quebec Nordiques. You, you Quebec Nordiques. Beat Ronick dude. and Eddie dude, the I Eagle. Dude, I could be I could beat Ronick with a hand tied behind my oh back. Oh my god! With, oh my god! Listen. Shenanigans! I have the game. Good. We'll, we'll do that. We'll did you just duel. call shenanigans? I did. Oh wow! And I played like Space Quest and Leisure Suit Larry and all those games. So, I learned about sex from Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> yeah, that was a great game. <laughs> and that my to parents... this day is why I refer to girls as broads and skirts. <laughs> yeah, Susiera. It's not my fault. <laughs> Can we get Tipper Gore? on the yeah. phone please so I played I played those games minimally and then the next video games that I ever played with any kind of joy were Karaoke Revolution and Guitar Hero and video games now are still easier for me to beat and by joy you mean paradigm shifting yeah, yeah right I think I think games I think games are more difficult to beat now because they're more interactive they're deeper see I, I have an emulator uh, with a bunch of ROMs on my computer and just the other day I was playing a bunch of Nintendo games original 8-bit Nintendo games and they are so much harder. Friday the 13th. Yeah. Like try Friday the 13th. Try killing Jason. No way. Never. 
Never. I never played Paperboy. But I never played Castlevania. One of the hardest games to play. I always. Oh, those simple games are insanely difficult to beat. Pong. Good luck. Galaga. Yeah, exactly. Here's, but you have got a good point with the hand-eye coordination. The United States military invests an incredible amount of money, especially the Air Force, into video game development. Because one of the tasks to get into the Air Force is they give you this huge panel that's in front of you with all these uh, little dials on them. And there's like maybe 40 dials, 50 dials. And you have to turn them all a quarter of a turn and then start at the top again and turn them all back. And it's supposed to measure your your ability, dexterity with <laughs> your hand. And if you fail, you work at the impact. <laughs> yeah, right. If you fail, you work at the impact. <laughs> it's supposed no. to me- measure your dexterity with your hand. What they found is over the last 20 years is the uh, turning speed, the average turning speed has like been cut in half. And they think it's because of video games. So the military just pours money into video game development. So we can turn it to 11 faster <clears throat> than any nation? Yes. Now, I'm going to make, I'm gonna make a... Uh, insinuation here it might have been because of video games uh and i can only go so far with this uh idea but i'm thinking that maybe high speed uh, or internet in general uh and things that are involved with you guys aren't getting this never mind i understand okay <laughs> uh, you of all people would understand so i think i get what you're <laughs> well i i spent some time on the internet <sighs> damn it i just want to i wanted to say, say so many things that i can't i haven't been able to find the internet for christmas i hear it's selling it online is. it is for really expensive <laughs> yeah oh uh, my yes. friend my friend beat the internet he uh he finished it in like four days <laughs> And you still have not beat the internet. <laughs> oh, that is the uh, the line of the year yeah, from Doctor. Yeah, maybe like ten percent of our listeners understand. <laughs> wow. Ouch. So anyway, speaking of the internet, uh, recently I had um I had these friends. I back when I moved I moved out of my house when I was like seventeen because I graduated high school early, mm-hmm. and uh, so I lived with a friend of mine who was a year older, and he had these. This group, this triad, these three girls that would hang out that were, I think... Very nice. They were, yeah, they were... <laughs> they they were, were very nice. Very nice. They were a year younger than I was. They had a key to our apartment because this guy would just buy them everything. Because they were three hot chicks that were younger, and this guy couldn't... Wait, you were 17 and they were younger? They were 16, yeah. Nice. So, um, and... <laughs> they rode uh, the school bus over? <laughs> no. They did not ride the school bus over. So anyway, uh, these girls were uh, a part of my life for like a year, and uh, I had a girlfriend at the time, and they would do all these things and put all these things in my bedroom to get me in trouble because they had a key to my apartment. And, and anyway, uh, I spent a lot of time with these girls. They were um, the kind of the kind of good looking girls that you feel uncomfortable around because they they are really good looking and they know it. Mm. So anyway, uh, I haven't seen any of them for probably six years or something. So recently they found me on MySpace, and they're all living out on the West Coast now, but they're all from here. So last week I went out to the bar with a bunch of, uh, well, not with a bunch, but a few friends, because one of the girls was back in town for some other reason. And so she's like... Thanksgiving, perhaps? It wasn't Thanksgiving last week. So anyway, uh, we went out to the bar, and I was like, you know, I'm going to feel like I'm this 17-year-old... Uh, dude all over again because of this hot chick and I showed up and it made me feel so good to know that I she had uh, she put on a few LBs and uh, was no longer the commanding hot chick that she was. Did she act like the commanding hot oh, chick? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Bet, oh yeah. I bet she knew how to get down though. It's, I wouldn't know. Uh, I was not I'm sure. not insinuating that it's, at all. It's uh, no secret that uh, I am amongst the elder statesmen in this room. There's another competitor um, but we won't point fingers because you can't see it. Um, but I recently had my 10-year high school reunion. 
Wow. Um, I have that in uh, three months. And uh, <laughs> Brock, let me tell you, and you folks who have a few more years yet, everyone that says it is the most life-affirming experience of your life, who was the nerdy kid in school, which I certainly was, they are right. Really? <laughs> I think a good word for it is vindiction. Nice. Nice. See, the, the, the reason I bring it up is there was always, and I'm sure... Vindication? Vindication maybe? is what I meant to say. The, uh, I'm both, gonna... actually. They both apply. Yeah, I think so. The impact dude uh, is the kind of guy, because there's a certain... Uh, granted, everybody from across the spectrum kind of works here uh, at the impact from MSU, but there's the guys, there's usually a certain type of guy, and... The girls kind of vary here, but usually there's a certain type of guy. And every single type of guy that works here is the type of guy that in high school or in the very first year of college had, you know, those group of girls or those one girl, the one girl he would hang out with and do anything for, even though there was yeah, never a exactly. chance he would ever get anything from totally. those girls. Mm-hmm. And he, they, he would always act completely different in front of those girls because uh, the reason, the way that he made, they made him feel like uncomfortable. And those girls, you know, those girls were were that for me and it was just like going to see them or to see one of them and it was like oh my god how much life does change <laughs> if you knew now what, or knew then what you knew now oh my god so what do you guys uh you had your tenure i had my tenure i don't know if i want to go to my tenure high school year i right? was glad i did it was uh and this is nothing that's not cliched on sitcoms around the nation. It was there was no surprises. It was everything you think it was. It was uncomfortable. It was good to see the people you used to hang out with, and you all get cell phone numbers, and then you never call them, even though you swear you're right. Going oh to. yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone gets together and has a bottle of wine afterwards, and you reminisce and flip through your book, and then it's done. And you think, I don't know if I'm going to my twentieth. Yeah, well, I was always one of those kids because I was one of those super alternative kids uh, in a very hick redneck school. Uh, where I would get my ass kicked on a regular basis, believe it or not. Uh, and so I was always like, screw this school. I'm never coming back. I'm never going to come back to my high school reunion. Blah, blah, blah. And funny enough, uh, as my tenure comes up within the next couple months, I'm sin- sincerely thinking that I'm going to go. I don't you know should. why. I don't I'd, know I'd why. I recommend it. And even if you don't know why, you will when you go. I mean, it. I would have been bummed if i wouldn't have gone i don't know if i'll go to another right and i've got 10 years to think about it but <laughs> um the the cool thing is there's people you forget about right and you catch up with them like uh there was a a good friend that my mom used to babysit on our street and we drifted apart with time and he was one of the hip alter hip huh, the alternative kids right right, um, right. At school, like I was, who wore flannels and boots and wanted I would, to be any hey, better. Hey, so did I. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, and now he's like growing nanotubes at MSU, and he has a PhD, and it's like, it's it's great to catch up with those people who made it, who no right. one else remembered. Right. Wow. See, I, God, I don't know. It's it's gonna be tough. And I'm not growing nanotubes. You're not growing nanotubes. <laughs> I'm growing a little bit. I got I got some artificial light in my room, and let me tell you. <laughs> Man, what are you growing? Stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say what are you growing? Nanotubes are hydroponic. <laughs> the ponics. So, what do you guys? Uh, we only got a few minutes left before the basement takes over. I've already gotten the evil eye from Amanda because I was using the words uh, skirts, broads, skirts and broads. Uh, but uh, what do you guys have going on for break? Being that, of course, graduation is tomorrow and Saturday. I'm gonna see uh, Van Wilder: The Rise of Ty. Yeah, I was you are. see. I said earlier that you were all about that movie. Mm-hmm. I will definitely see that. I film. am gonna be watching so much NHL hockey, and yeah. 
all of the personalities in this room will be going curling, including you, which we need to talk about off the air. Curling? I've gone curling. I've never gone curling. Does right. it involve? But it sounds like a whole lot of does fun, it especially involve... with a case of beer. Oh, I was, that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> does it involve drinking? There's and... two clubs in the Lower Peninsula that do it. There's one in Midland and there's one in Detroit. And uh, very reasonable prices. And uh, I'm going to make this real quick so everyone can say word edgewise. If you ever doubted that it was an athletic sport, which I made all sorts of fun while the Olympics were on. Right. You hurt for three days afterwards. Yeah, it is a lot of stabilizer weird. muscles and crouching and sweeping with if, your body weight on. Yeah, it's you, difficult. If you have a hard time picturing what curling is, very quickly, it's the it's the sport where you see it's usually women for some reason. Uh, it's where they're pushing what it's like pushing the stone, the stone? into a circle, which weighs which is the, called the house. The house the stone weighs forty four pounds, twenty two kilograms. I was gonna say that's about twenty two. Subbing in for Doctor Kilometer. Twenty. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Doctor Kilometer doesn't have approximations. <laughs> we need fractions and. Uh, so where what what uh, country is it big in? Uh, Canada. It, is, it Canada? is the national sport of Canada. With I they have three was. national sports: lacrosse, lacrosse, curling, and hockey. And curling and hockey were not adopted till uh, recently. Hockey didn't yeah. make it till a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was. They make it, it had been lacrosse for they make decades. up their mind. Yeah, I don't know. Fantastic curling, good times. So, I guess we have to look forward to that during break. What else is going on? I'm going up to Traverse City for a while. Uh, we should have a case my... race. Yeah, we should. While I'm driving up to Traverse, no. Wait. Um, <laughs> we need spot with no brakes. Yeah, yeah. I have to redo the brakes on my truck. You haven't again. done that yet. I did. I did, but I got these rotors that don't. I, I I forgot to purchase the ABS sensors, so I don't have analog brakes on my truck anymore. So I need to redo all of my. It sucks. I have to redo it all. You know what I did today? Uh, I do this every once in a while. I swear to God that I have ADD or ADHD or something. Because today I was driving. uh, Just I I wasn't even listening to the radio. Just driving. Nah, just blew through a red light. The bus (laughs) screeching to a halt. So it didn't smash me all the time. I get to this is this time of the year. I hate uh, uh, scraping my window. No, Baby I, Jesus. I hate scraping the windows on my truck. So like this Cobra morning, Commander. I got up and I just kind of brushed the snow off. Oh, yeah. I drove with it. I drove with it, and I, like halfway back to my uh, or back into, uh, into school, I was like, "Oh man, this is not going to work." So I rolled down my window and drove with my head out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Spraying the de-icer till it ran empty. I ran out. Your political candidate John Fournier. If you see a guy driving around in winter with like vote some him. Ray-Ban shades on and his head sticking out the window, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> with a red and white cane. <laughs> wow. By the way, uh, we, all we have to do is mention the words case race on the air, and Jeremy's already piped up uh, via AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> You're good to come into the studio, Jeremy. But he is in for a case race. Oh, wow. And we'll he, see. He uh, And this is not necessarily quoting him. because he's got a half a case head start already. Yeah, yeah that's what <laughs> we, I think is the issue. We will we'll also, maybe we should invite females to this case race. That'd be fun. They're not females, they're chicks. Skirts, broads. Skirts and broads, right, Amanda? Yeah. See, she likes the, she likes the uh, nomenclature. Amanda, want to come have a case race with us? Only if you wear a skirt, you can come. <laughs> As the station manager, Amanda, I think it's my duty to point out that you're welcome to file a sexual harassment. Yeah, and we'll, we'll have you want to. The, I'm, I'm just saying she's, she's, she's an attractive lady, and I'm she just probably saying, would look nice in a skirt. You guys are breaking all kinds of laws right now. <laughs> okay. Happy hour, such good times. Well, I... Uh, Jeremy says he is too good for us, by the way. So, anyway, thanks for listening to Happy Hour. I think we, um, 
I, I have some plans for shows coming up. Good. And I, I really, really wanted to consider... <laughs> the show could use some planning. Yeah, it could use some planning. <laughs> well, you see, I, whatever. Uh, I, I, I'm sincerely thinking about trying to figure out a way to do this show live from somewhere before, uh, for maybe next week even, for finals week. Okay. To come celebrate finals week. I would partake in the panel. With happy hour. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. So we'll see what uh, what's going down. We'll talk to you next week. The Basement is up next. Two hours of local music. I already see Amanda in there. Uh, who knows if Kate's showing up? She's probably uh, got uh, her fist halfway up an animal somewhere in her vet schooling uh, techniques. I would Dude. love if she was like an engineering major. <laughs> She's no, probably she's, got her fist halfway up an animal. By the way, a she's a segue. philosophy major. Yeah, no, she's a no, she's a vet school. Hey, I, as growing up, it, uh, my father was a veterinarian. I always had ran around the house with those big. They're called palpation gloves. Oh yeah, that go all the way up to the shoulder and like oh, I was yeah. a kid Sticking your hand in things. Well, I was the kid running around in the neighborhood with those gloves and empty syringes like all the time. So people were like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that, that explains the a kid lot, lives right? at a drug house." <laughs> Doctor Kilometer is going to completely avoid commenting on that. <laughs> Well, nonetheless, thanks. Would measure in milliliters. Yeah, thanks for uh, listening to Happy Hour. We'll be back next week. The basement it is up next. Stay tuned. Uh, you're listening to the Impact eighty nine FM.